Hello and welcome to the PMQ Live Update for today, Wednesday, July 1st. Happy almost 4th of July. I hope everybody's going to celebrate safe and sane. Uh, try to be socially responsible, but have a good time. Speaking of socially responsible, I have two really great guys I want to talk to today about a, a very unique event. Uh, we have Mr. Mike Petrovsky, General Manager of Harry Buffalo in uh, Lakewood, Ohio, correct? Yes, sir. All right, and we also have Jason Heron. You might recognize him. You might not. You might recognize him from this show. You might recognize him from ESPN or CNN. He's the guy that was uh, burning LeBron's jersey out of passion because LeBron chose to go to Miami. Jason, just give a wave once more. Just just wave. Say hi. Oh, hey. How's it going? Yeah. <laughs> how's it going? Thanks for having us, Brian. We appreciate it. Oh, absolutely, man. This is a, this is a, a very auspicious day. It's a very auspicious uh, um, kind of anniversary. But um, it is the 10-year anniversary of the decision, yes, as you guys like to call it. Um, so, uh, you know, it's it's one of those things that you know, the sports runs to the bone. Um, you're a fan. Uh, true fans are just a fan, rainy day or not. So I can understand how one of your greatest players deciding to leave you and go somewhere else can hurt but um you know what basically what we're talking about here is that uh, mike's gonna have they're gonna have an actual reunion uh, uh, uh a large gathering at the bar at the harry buffalo um and i want to talk to mike just briefly about how he can actually do this responsibly and then i want to delve into what the whole what sparked the whole burning of the jersey for lack of a better term no pun intended so Mike, why don't you go tell us a little bit about yourself and Harry Buffalo and uh, what this, uh, what you guys are doing tonight? Well, <clears throat> my name is Mike Petrafke. I'm the general manager of uh, Harry Buffalo, Lakewood, Ohio. Um, I also work for the corporate team. Um, we're a large chain in Ohio. Um, so, the uh, since since May 21st when we op reopened the uh, Lakewood location. Uh, we have a specialized floor plan that is dedicated to social distancing. So the tables are X amount of feet apart. Um, you know, six feet is the, the key word there. Um, so we have a floor plan. We have a basement bar that's also dedicated to, to allowing social distancing and still allowing, you know, enough seating to accommodate our guests and, and have a safe and comfortable environment. Okay, so you have the space. You can make it safe and comfortable, but you've also taken some of those extra precautions of like kind of, I don't want to say taping off the areas, but just kind of uh, directing people where, what's socially acceptable at this point. Yeah, and we, we have um, like a please wait to be seated sign so that we can be organized as with the seating. Um, we also have some, some warning areas when you walk in that if you are showing the symptoms, you know, we ask that you please don't, don't occupy the restaurant. Uh, yeah. Just safety concerns with everybody. Um, we do have a um, a uh, QR code menu that oh, very nice. is displayed at the um, is displayed on the tables, and what that allows the customer to do to to scan from their camera app on their phone and pull up our website and the menu from there. So it's a contact free menu uh, for the guests to to continue to encourage. Uh, safe and healthy, you know, dining at, at the restaurant. All right. Well, I, I, I like that. That's something that you guys have already implemented regardless of um, this special gathering that you're trying to have tonight. Um, and I assume it's probably already, people are probably already gathering. You're 
at home so that you could do a, a nice quiet interview with us. I almost am sorry that you're not there so you could show us uh, what is what it looks like on the on the floor. But I'm, I'm I assume that at a certain point I'll be able to contact you again and you can show us how you're having some of these larger gatherings while being responsible. Absolutely. Um, so, I mean, there's, uh, I did have, you know, one or two more questions uh, just kind of about the, the functionality of actually hosting a large gathering. Um, do you have any ideas for crowd control? I mean, should it grow too large? I mean, it's all about enforcement. Um, I mean, I know you said you kind of had, you have a basement and an upstairs bar or just a basement bar, yeah, but we've it's. Got a, we've got a basement bar area that um, traditionally we book for part, like private parties, fundraisers. Um, and then just overflow in a general sense. Okay. We have an arcade area in the upstairs that also will allow some extra seating. Um, you know, as far as crowd control goes, uh, on nights that we anticipated being a larger crowd, we do have a staff member at the front door in constant communication with the management um, so that they can let him know, you know, if we got to do a two in, two out, put customers on a wait, get their phone number, or shoot them a text as far as if if they if we have a table ready for them. So we're taking a lot of steps in order to to keep it safe and healthy for everyone. Okay, and I mean, you guys, uh, you know, Ohio was uh, hit pretty hard pretty early, uh, you know, and I mean, so you guys have no problem. I don't want to say, lack of a better term, being dicks about it. <laughs> Just get out there, you enforce it. You know, it, it yeah, you know, what you say I mean, goes. It, Unfortunately, it you know it's out of our hands per se. Right, you know? right. You know the governor was very clear with with the um, the enforcement, um, and it's up to us to to follow through on that. And you know, like I said, on the nights that we anticipate a larger crowd, we are prepared with someone to manage manage that front door because um, you know even per the governor's terms, like he didn't even want people waiting inside the restaurant. Yeah. Are congregating inside the restaurant. So we say, look, you can go to another bar. We'll give you a call. You can wait in your car. We'll give you a call and keep things um, organized as far as that goes. So, and, and there, there hasn't been much backlash. People understand the fact that okay. it's not our, it's not our, you know, decision to do that um, per se, but it, it is, it's our job to enforce, you know, the, the, the rules that were set forth to us. Hundred percent. No, you. I couldn't have said it better right there. And that's um, like you said, they made those rules. Uh, and and I, I, I want to say I agree with the governor. It doesn't make sense to have somebody just floating around waiting. Why put that added extra risk? No, nope, nobody yeah. wants to get this. Nope. Some people don't know they have it. They're not doing it intentionally. Yeah. Well, I don't think anybody's spreading it. Hang out in the restaurant. Wait. We might as well have them grab drinks while they're at it, and then that leads to to more problems. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So. All right. Well, um, I mean, you did say that at one point you were, you know, if it does gets too much where you got too much inflow and outflow, you will go to, um, you do have the overflow area, but you'll do like a two in, two out type of policy. Yeah. Is that something you've had to uh, uh, implement so far? Or is that just yeah. something that you yeah. always have in your back pocket? Friday, Friday, Saturday nights, uh, we've, we have had a staff member at the front door uh, monitoring the crowd and making sure that, um, you know, he's in constant communication with the management as far as getting, uh, keeping it organized and, and seated appropriately. All right. Well, I think, you know what, man, I think we've kind of handled all the business stuff here. I did want to <laughs> let everybody watching to know um, that if you want to have a question or a comment for either Jason or Mike, 
put it in the Facebook uh, comments and we'll be able to see it. We'll be able to put it up in real time. They can either acknowledge it or answer it, but I'll, I'll let you remind you guys a couple more times. We do have a lot of people watching right now. Everybody's kind of tuning in. So um, we've talked about how to kind of do this thing socially responsibly. Um, now let's talk about why the hell are you doing this right now anyway? So I guess, Jason, why don't, maybe why don't you kind of give us a rundown of what this date is and why the heck is it so important? And it's, I guess it's not today, but um, I guess July 8th. Is, is yeah. that the actual? Okay. So, Jason, why don't you kind of explain it and give us a rundown real quick? All right. So when LeBron became a free agent in 2010 for the first time, uh, my brother, myself, my friends, Mike, we all got together at the Lakewood Harry Buffalo that summer, and we decided to form a group called Police Day LBJ. And we made a bunch of shirts. We made tank tops. And our first party was actually during game one of the NBA finals that year, uh, 2010, Lakers Celtics. We had it at the Lakewood Harry Buffalo. And there it is. That was our uh, logo. So, you know, we just thought it'd be one party, maybe two, and it'd be fun, and that would be it. Well, the local Fox station came to our party, went live on the 6 p.m. and 11 p.m. news, and it blew up. We ended up having parties all over town that summer. We had a bikini contest. We had DJs. We had, I mean, it was just, it was a wild time. And the day before LeBron was going to make his decision, the local ABC station called me, and they wanted to film me watching LeBron make his decision. So I said, yeah, we'll go back to the Lakewood Harry Buffalo where it happened because LeBron's obviously staying and you can watch this party. Well, the day of the decision, I was driving there and I heard on the radio that he might be going to Miami. So I picked up some lighter fluid just in case. And while we were there in the bar. Just in case. Who the hell says that, Jason? I, was, I picked I up some lighter there. fluid just in case. I was, okay. I was never going to wear it again. But anyway, so we get there and the bar is packed. And the reporter's there. His name's Curtis Jackson. The uh, cameras there. So when he said he's taking his talents to South Beach, I told him to go outside to burn my jersey. And we all went outside. And if you watch the whole video, 20, maybe 30 jerseys go up in flames. And it was crazy. We walked back in. And at that point, we thought it was just going to be a local story because it was just the local station there. So I'll never forget this moment the rest of my life. I walked back in the bar to order a beer. And everyone's still watching LeBron. And at that time, Michael Wilbon turns to LeBron and says, we are going live to Cleveland where they're burning your jersey. What do you think? And the bar, you could have heard a pin drop in that bar. Everyone was silent <laughs> because they understood the magnitude of what just happened. And then everyone erupted. And LeBron became the villain from that moment on for the rest of the years. He started speaking a third person, which is unlike him. Like, we really threw him off his game. And, you know, the decision ended up being a disaster. And, you know, you listen to ESPN, and the iconic image of that night is right there. The jersey's on fire. Yeah, well, I mean, this I mean, this is – that's extreme. I, I get – I'm not a – I don't want to say I'm not – I'm not a fan of the sports balls. I don't know much about it. I do understand having love for the home team. I mean, Mike, I mean, is this something there where people were coming in constantly to your place? Is it – I assume – I've worked at pizzerias. You always cater around the sports events, football, baseball. You know, I mean, those are big nights for people. Um, did you think that LeBron going to Miami was going to cut into your business, Mike? Oh, man. Tremendously. I mean, oh, really? Were... Okay. Okay. I didn't yeah. expect that. Yeah. I mean, you got to think about the fact of, uh, you know, the NBA playoffs is a very, very, I think it's probably the longest playoffs there is in the, four major sports if i'm not mistaken and to have a yeah. uh, to have a playoff game every other day 
for, I mean, it roughly goes on for almost, what, two months, Jay? Yeah. Yeah, so every other day for two months having a playoff game, um, some being at home. Um, you know, we, we have a Harry Buffalo right across the street from the Cavs arena. So the magnitude of the magnitude of that from a a business standpoint was um, was huge because I mean if you got to think we were we were in the Eastern Conference Finals year in year out leading up to the decision, so we saw the 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 amount of volume of business we were getting during those playoff games. Like I said, every other day, plus you know the the blessing and the curse of my business is. You know, when morale's high, people are out having fun. You know, like even the off days were busier because we're in the playoffs. Everybody's pumped up, happy, you know, and um, and it was, uh, you know, that was it was like a, a double punch for me because being, you know, personally born and raised in Cleveland, being a fan and also having the stress of, you know, the wow, this was going to be very detrimental to our business. Um, as a as a chain, uh, being a sports bar and losing, you know, a Hall of Fame player uh, yeah. got you in the playoffs every year. When we weren't, we never had that. You know, it'd be one thing if we'd been, we, you know, I don't even want to delve into that whole side of things. But um, <laughs> by having that success, the taste of success, you never wanted to leave. And we knew that as soon as LeBron's, if he was going to make the wrong decision. You know he was uh, he was taking success with him. So Brian. just from an operational standpoint, though, that you you oh. I mean, just having a trade, just you know, a, a trade through the your hometown sports team, be it football or uh, you know basketball, is going to put a big dent in your business. You don't think that people are still going to go to the Cavs games across the street and come? Jason's shaking his head no. Right. So no. Let me, tell you, let me tell you something. This has been proven. Uh, the Oh, I deleted him. Start again. I'm sorry. <laughs> this has been this has been proven. The four years LeBron is gone, it impacted the Cleveland economy north of 250 million dollars. Wow. Um, Cleveland certainly stopped selling out the games. Like Mike just pointed out, the playoffs are huge business for all of downtown Cleveland and Lakewood. It's all the local bars and hotels and restaurants. I mean, we're talking one person controlled the economy for six months of the year. And wow. especially without those playoff games, you didn't have people coming to town. You didn't, and, but, but by the way, LeBron isn't just an average all-star. LeBron brought people like Jay-Z to the game, Beyonce, like Justin Bieber. I mean, these people were flying in private jets and staying in Cleveland for three or four days. That went away. Those four years, yeah. you know, thank God he came back because I don't know what the, the economy was just not the same when he was gone. Well, I mean, it, it goes to, to point out that, I mean, is there anything, uh, I guess this is more a question for, I guess, both you and Mike, uh, both Jason and Mike, but, I mean, is there anything that uh, a local establishments can do to help sway decisions like that? Obviously, we that, was his, that was his personal yeah, yeah. decision. That's not going to happen. But. There wasn't more people. Aside from us, there was no one that did as much to try and get in his, <laughs> in his ear or his eyes than us, you know, at the time with, with the campaign that we ran with Please Stay LBJ and, you know, to no avail the first time around, first time around. We take full credit for the I'm coming home. Just He just remembered us 
from four years ago type of thing. <laughs> well, and that's uh, you know, we'll get to that. And I mean, I mean, he's definitely great. I know there's uh, lots of ongoing arguments in my own family. My brother is a LeBron fan, not a Cavs fan. So uh, when he left, his whole wardrobe changed. However, <laughs> uh, you know, my dad is a very diehard Colts fan, even though he lives in Florida now. So um, it's there's something to be said for having the hometown team at your heart versus just being that rainy day fan. So, but I mean, there's, there's a little more. That's a, that's a big difference too, Brian, is that LeBron is such an iconic athlete in the world that, that everyone became a fan, you know, like, like, you know, when he was gone, if you were a Cavs fan, like myself and Jason, yes, we would go to the games, but it became, you know, when, when we had him, it became something where, it was a, a kind of a destination and you didn't even have to be a fan to, to go to the game. And, and, you know, sometimes it, it turned into like, like Jason had said with Jay-Z and Bieber being there and, you know, celebrities to where it's, you know, sometimes the places to be seen are just as relevant than even yeah. the performance of the team on the court. Well, Every I mean, it- a rock concert when he was here, Every single game was a rock concert and a place to be. And when LeBron left, I mean, as you just said, Brian, like your, your brother's a LeBron fan. There are millions of fans that are just LeBron's fans. So when he was gone, unless you're a diehard Cleveland fan, you weren't going to the games because the Cavs really struggled. I, I was a season ticket holder, still am, so I went to all those games. There weren't very many of me left. So the, <laughs> it, it's, it's Michael Jordan and LeBron. They have a category just to themselves. They control the NBA. They control the sports world. Like no, no matter what LeBron did and does to this day, it's national news. And when he was here, it was it was amazing. And those four years he was gone when he left the first time were just horrible. Yeah. Well, and I mean, he's definitely he's got the talent. Um, uh, and I mean, he was young when he came in, and he's still man, he's still young, but he's matured so much, and he's doing a lot for people. So I do respect that. But I mean, the, I just kind of trying to reiterate that point that the local, um, I get, I don't want to say local, but the the local national sports leagues are very important to driving industry for independent operators and stuff like that. So it's a matter of what you can do independently. Um, again, you're not going to sway a guy who's going to make. He has to make his own personal decision. But maybe you can sway the coaches thinking about something something or other but i mean and it's now, all it's all integral it's all you know part of the same organism you know and now that, the story, now that the story's been told for the most part I, I still think he's coming back uh when he's done playing in la he'll retire a cleveland cavalier but now that the story's been told up to this point leaving for miami was the right thing for him to do he went down there for those four years he learned how to win that allowed cleveland to get kyrie irving we had the assets to trade for kevin love and when he came back, we had the big three. And when he came back, we went to four straight NBA finals and won the championship. So he made the right decision then. But obviously, the night 10 years ago, we didn't believe that at the time. And <laughs> obviously, it's obviously the way he left. You know, it felt like he was, uh, you know, literally stabbing us in the heart. And, you know, but I, I see why he went. I just, we all wish he would have done it differently. He wishes he would have done it differently. He's apologized since then. We've apologized for burning the jersey. Dan Gilbert's apologized for writing that horrible letter. So, you know, I, I, I always relate it to this. It, it find, it's like you found out your wife was cheating on you on national television. You're going to do things you regret. And we did. And I think everyone involved in that night regrets it. And that's why 
you know, when we look back Wednesday night, July 8th, about the 10-year anniversary, we're going to celebrate the championship and we're going to celebrate LeBron. We're, you know, we're not celebrating burning his jerseys. We're going to look past that. All right. So we're saying the 8th is the actual um, – that's the actual anniversary. Yeah. Um, all right. And you guys are going to be out there, you know, and you're going to raise a glass. Yeah. Uh, you've, everybody's – you know, the bridges have been uh, mended. Uh, you've reached out and, you know, apologized, uh, you know, whether or not he heard you, who knows. It's it's amazing that that story reached him, too. So it's it's mad, you know, any regular person can do something, and it does matter. It, it ripples upwards instead of downwards. You know, people are going to see it. So as long as you're passionate about what you're doing. Now, again, stop burning shit, Jason. I'm just going to say it. Um, but, uh, no problem. Yeah, so- no promises. No promises. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, again, raise a glass. That's not what this is about. This That's the past. That's the preamble of right. everything coming up. So the 10-year anniversary of the decision, what are you guys, this event on, the, is it the 8th? Yeah. Or, are you, you're, so, Mike, you're not having it tonight, actually. I think that's where I was confused. So right. No, no, it's a, a week from tonight. Okay, good. Okay, great. Uh, so maybe we'll check back in that night and you can give us a live update, you know, on, on what's going on no, from the, from the floor. I want to make sure that everything, Mike, that you've told me that you're going to do responsibly as a, an <laughs> operational, no, serious, I, Jason, I, I'm serious. That's yeah. Well, the I, I want to make sure they're happening. And you know, if, if you have to get all, all knuckles down and, and put somebody out outside of the, that. not knock them out, but put them outside. But uh, you know, I want to see him knock someone out. No, so all the local, <laughs> all the local news stations are going to be there. Um, ESPN's contacted me a couple of times. One of their producer, producers was planning on coming town. Now she's playing it by ear because of the COVID-19, obviously, with True. the new purge. Um, but they're going to be running the decision anniversary all night on July 8th, and all day, actually, all 24 hours. And, I, you know, I'll let Mike talk about that night some more, but I think he's putting a video together, Mike is, to uh, play at the Lakewood Area Buffalo to remember all these events and – you know, like I said, we're just going to focus on the positive. Cool. Well, I mean, that's and that's, uh, you know, again, the, the other message that we have is that the bridges have been mended. Everybody's moving forward, honestly, which that's a that's a really great message just for the country in general to have right now. Um, you know, there's nothing that runs. Well, there there are other things, but they're, one of the things that runs really deep is this passion for sports. Sports fans are well, fanatical, you know, that's where the term came from. So, right. you know, if, if you guys can move past it and mend those bridges, I think that's anybody can. So, so Mike, why don't you, uh, uh, getting gearing up towards the eighth. Uh, so it's still a week away. Are there anything that you're thinking about that you need to kind of shore up as far as like buying supplies or getting thermometers? I mean, what are the last minute preparations that you're thinking you need to do to make sure that this comes off safely, uh, in a restaurant environment? Well, well, we'll be prepared as far as the, um, <clears throat> excuse me, the uh, the safety, health concerns, things of that nature. Uh, for the next week, you know, my sole focus is to 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 get together the people that you know this all started with, like me and Jason, that Jason had spoke of yeah. with the police say LBJ crew. Uh, you know, that was our primary primary thought as far as for the ten years. Like, let's get police say LBJ back together. Then it kind of snowballed into, well, let's throw a party. Um, so, you know, we have all the um, precautionary measures in place already. Uh, we have been the whole time. Um, the main focus for the next week is all of the bells and whistles uh, that I can provide from a business standpoint and just personally 
to to make it uh, the best atmosphere for a 10 year anniversary. Uh, like I'm working on hopefully being able to um, to broadcast Game Seven of the NBA Finals. I'm still working on that. Um, you know where we did win the championship for just some background 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 viewing pleasure and um, you know things of that nature. I'm working on getting a pop up shop machine that night. Um, just just uh, to to make it as much fun as possible so that. You know, like Jason said, not focus on the fact that, you know, that we burn jerseys here, but <laughs> the, the process and then coming full circle and, yeah. you know, becoming NBA champions and what it did for the morale of the city is unexplainable. You know, everybody, yeah. everyone has that, has that one story. I mean, I have my own, Jason has his own of, you know, where were you the night of the championship? you know, what was going through your head, you know, how crazy was the place you were at, you know, things of that nature. And, and everybody has a different, different feeling on that. And, and, and that's the things that we want to reflect on The you know, we, we've had enough reflecting on the, the negativity part of it, but we want to focus on how we got back to, you know, LeBron coming back and us pulling that jersey mm-hmm. out of the ashes that night. Um, in uh, 2014 and, and, and then coming full circle to winning the championship. And, and, you know, it's not to say that there might not be another return, you know, down the road where, you know, as Jason speculated, um, maybe that's where LeBron decides to uh, finish his career where he started and, you know, maybe make one last run of it. You know, yeah, that picture right there, that's from, that's from the day that, the uh, the Lee Jenkins um, article came out where he announced that he was coming back to Cleveland. Yeah. So again, like you said, full circle. And that, you know, that last picture I had up there too, um, that big uh, mural that they have over there. Um, I think there was a picture of LeBron, but um, our social media or our media producer, Daniel Perea, who's a huge Cavs fan, who has a, he's got one of the rings, the championship rings. We'll get to that in a minute. But, uh, yeah, we got up there. He, he submitted a picture, and it was supposed to be up there. We spent two hours trying to find that with, like, a, a, a zoom lens on a camera. Um, they're like, well, you're going to be in the left shoulder quadrant. But, uh, <laughs> no, it, I mean, it's beautiful. It's, uh, you know, it, the, the teams bring just the community support. I mean, everybody kind of rallies around that. I mean, you know, it's it always has been, always will be. Uh, but some people just don't kind of recognize the the strength that it has on on fluctuating somebody's independent business, as far as like a pizzeria or a bar or something like that. They oh, don't absolutely. realize how closely tied those things are. Game Game Seven of 2016 was the wildest night I've ever seen downtown Cleveland. Um, so I was downtown, and when the final buzzer went off, I ran the streets like half a million other people, hugging everyone high-fiving everyone, watching, you know, grown men cry in the streets. It was <laughs> emotional. Um, and we were – the crazy part of the night is so we, we were out all night hugging, high-fiving, celebrating, screaming. So I went to the downtown Harry Buffalo, like Mike just said, uh, right next to the Cavs Arena. Uh, they ran out of alcohol. And I went to the next bar. Uh, they were out of alcohol. We drank the city dry that night. It was insane. So the next morning I actually had to go downtown. Uh, CNN called me to have, have me on celebrate the championship. And the studio's downtown, so I was down there. And afterwards, I walk out, I hear people still screaming and yelling, celebrating, you know, 12 hours later. 
So I walk downtown and all you see is beer trucks lined up for miles. <laughs> they were getting ready for the championship parade and they had to stock back up. So uh, we just kept partying that night too. But it was it was the greatest week in the history of Cleveland. I mean, not just the Cavs winning and LeBron fulfilling his promise, but you have to remember, Cleveland went through a 52-year title drought. So people you know, my age, younger than 52, have never seen a championship. So – to see everyone celebrate as one, as one race and one age and one gender, no one cared. We were all one and we were all Cleveland, and it was it was the best week in Cleveland. Well, that's great. I mean, Mike, I, you know, what else can somebody do aside from stock up on all your beer if you have championship games coming up? But, I mean, what else can somebody do to kind of be, uh, be involved in local sports, be it at a, a local level and or national level? I mean, what do you guys do? Just, uh, do you, I, mean, I guess one of the questions I had is like, did you actually promote or advertise this, um, this, this upcoming event, or is it just something that's just ingrained in Cleveland that everybody knows they got to be at the Harry Buffalo on July eighth? I mean, yeah, did you guys I mean, we, it? We, made a, we made a Facebook event uh, for it, and um, and you know, it, it's unfortunately there there it is some very strange times in the world today, so you know. Will it uh, have the same impact? Um, we don't know. You know, we might be jam-packed in the house and have to, you know, have that staff member controlling the door. Um, you know, it might just be the please stay LBJ crew. But no matter what, you know, and then the way that me and Jason have always been is if, you know, we're there for the right reason and that's to have fun, you know, and celebrate the Cavs because they, they mean a lot to us both, you know, you know, for me personally and on a business level, but personally first, because like I said, I'm born and raised in Cleveland and, um, you know, it, that championship, you know, had a very big impact on me both personally and, and from a business sense. So, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna hope for the best, get all of our friends there, have a great night and, um, and, and celebrate those calves because, you know, 20 years from now, they'll still deserve a celebration because, you know, like Jason said, we went 52 years uh, <laughs> of the title drought. And, you know, and it wasn't like we were scratching the surface a lot of those 52 years either. You know, <laughs> that's for sure. So, you know, there's the Kyrie shot right there. God bless him. And, um, you know, it, it, meant, it meant a lot to all of us. Yeah. Then there you go. Right there. That's. That's the heart of a, a city, a giant ass city in the in the United States, right there. Just everything Everyone tied in sports, the and then when you go, when you, uh, your favorite uh, professional sports team wins, you want to go out and you want to celebrate. You want to get some pizza. You want to get some good wings. You want to get some beer. You know what I mean? So, uh, it, it's very important to actually be kind of tied to all all of these things, just to make sure that you're relevant uh, within the community as far as that factor. So. Jason, I think you were getting ready to say, I did want to say Chris Vitale, thank you for chiming in. Um, I, I saw your second thing there, Chris. I might not put that up because uh, you know, I'll let you email that to them. But he says there's other restaurants in Cleveland besides the Buff. So apparently <laughs> he's, a, he's a big fan of you guys. Yeah. Who isn't? Uh, and, and, and I'm just going to say the end, of his, the end of his comment was sorry, not sorry. Um that's all I'm going to say, Chris. I'll let you fight that one out on your own, buddy. <laughs> the, the comments are public record. You can find them. 
But yeah, so Jason, I mean, you know, as far as like, uh, you know, the, the 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 passions for these your team and your restaurants, I mean, it's all it's all intertwined. Um, now we're at the point where you know things have been mended, and I mean, what's the the message now? I mean, it's pretty much coming back to uh, the the 2016 championship. It's like, right? I'm sorry. It's I mean, I mean, you can kind of look at this as like a love letter from high school. It's like, I hate you so much. I'm gonna burn all your shit. <laughs> I, sorry i miss you so much come back you come back it's like i love you so much and and then at the end you've grown up and you're like thank you right I mean, exactly. I mean, and it just really and mike was touching on it, it all championships are not equal and richard jefferson the Cavs, said that he said uh he knows it we know it golden state knows it not all championships are equal and what makes cleveland so special is not just that we broke the 52-year curse but Golden State was the best regular season team of all time. They were 73 and 9. They had the only unanimous MVP in NBA history in Steph Curry. And they were up three games to one, and no one has ever come back from a 3 1 deficit. You right. add that one, that's the greatest championship of all time. And LeBron said when he won that, he thinks now that makes him the greatest player of all time. And I'm not going to argue because I left the arena after game four. We were down 3 1. Nobody thought we were going to come back. Nobody. And then we went to Golden State. We beat them in game five. We came back in Cleveland, which is to this day, anyone that was there will tell you, even ESPN announcers, that was the loudest arena anyone's ever been in. There were times I thought the roof was going to blow off the place from our noise. And we won game six. And then we had to go back to Golden State, and we beat them in game seven. And it was it's seriously the greatest championship ever in any sport. And it's worth celebrating every year. <laughs> You know, it, it's it, it was just it, you add all that stuff up. The greatest comeback of all time, beating the best regular season team of all time, beating the best MVP of all time, and just ruining everything for Golden State. It just made it so much. <laughs> I like how you threw that little that last thing in the end. Uh, just yeah. running, you know, screw Golden State. Uh, right. <laughs> well, Mike, I mean, what what is like? Uh, uh, can you give me just kind of your best practices for um, somebody who wants to host one of these larger? Let's just call them ceremonial anniversarial events. Um, just kind of put it down into a couple bullet points. Uh, you know, what you're doing, what you've had to learn you have to do to make it safe for your staff uh, and your customers. And uh, the, the major part, part of it is just being organized. So, like I said, we'll have a floor plan that will allow us to seat people accordingly with how many people they have. You know, we have the basement bar that um, we could seat people at and – you know, just um, just so that people are aware of, of you know, as they walk in, there's a sanitation station right there. As somebody gets up to leave their seat and, and cash out, you know, our one of our staff members is coming over sanitizing the whole area, you know, um, providing a QR code menu, not, not only at the bar, but at the table so that um, just so there's some peace of mind with, with our customers and um, that that we're doing, putting our best foot forward as far as providing that uh, safe and healthy environment. Yeah, well, like I, you're a man of after my own heart is to have plans A through E ready to go. Um, plan A is going to be the best. That's what you hope for. Plan E is, you know, you're packing up and heading to the hills. Um, oh, so I, I'll put this one up. Uh, I guess Chris Vitale just wants to get a personal invite by you, Mike. Um, I don't know. Maybe this is a salty wound. I, I don't know, but uh, <laughs> that's always a personal touch. So, 
Chris Vitale was the star of all the still tipping Facebook lives too. So this doesn't surprise me. Oh, is he okay? And he wants a bison burger. So you get him a bison burger, put it on my tab. But, uh, you know, I did want to actually kind of, that brings us up to this last point. I mean, that um, we've got a lot of good information about how you can manage these events uh, responsibly. We got a lot of good ideas about the passions of how deep, you know, your, your local sports leagues, be it national or local, run into town and actually how they can affect your business, um, which I, I assume most of these guys know already. So next thing is, is that uh, still tipping. We have a couple of giveaways that we want to do right now, right? Correct. So, um, well, first of all, we're talking about the Cavs championship ring. I'd be remiss not to show off mine. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Uh, I was one of 216 fans to get a ring. Um, 216 is the area code in Cleveland. It okay. Absolutely amazing. It is way too heavy. I can't wear it in public. It weighs my hand down, but it is gorgeous. Unbelievable. Thank you, Dan Gilbert. Thank you, Cleveland Cavaliers. We love you. All right. So anyway, uh, yeah, we are going to do some giveaways. Um, so I believe Mike wants to give away two gift cards to Lakewood Harry Buffalo. And I'm also going to give away a still tipping t-shirt or tank top. And Brian, since I spoke to you last, um, we did another still tipping. We did one for the Cleveland businesses that were damaged by the protests downtown uh, and the March of a lot of businesses got ransacked, unfortunately. So yeah. a lot, of, uh, you know, what really sucks is a lot of those people had just gone back to work. A lot of bars and restaurants had just reopened and they had closed again. So we did an emergency still tipping for them and we gave away $2,000. And now uh, we stand at $25,000 still tipping giveaway since March 21st. Wow. Good. Last time we talked to you had a hundred bucks left. Yeah, we ended up. Yeah. And you know what's great is, and that's, that's great. This is a true story. Like I did, I wasn't planning on doing another one. I went to bed one night, woke up to all this money that was Venmoed my way to help these people out. So all the people that were watching, still tipping, wanted to keep helping. So we did another one. It was fantastic. Uh, you know, I think we ended up with overall 150 winners and twenty five thousand dollars. So it was it was fantastic and. You know, so I'm going to give away a still tipping T-shirt or tank top tonight. And I believe Mike's going to give away two gift cards. Is that correct? correct. All right. So let me uh, let me do the gift. Let me do well, the. I did. Um, I did want to just. Uh, I want to throw my uh, hat in the ring here. Uh, we got some throw dough. I don't know. Hopefully, people who watch the show know what. Uh, uh, you know, we're a pizza magazine. We also right. have something called throw dough, which is a, a synthetic uh, practice pizza dough. That, okay. Uh, our our uh, spinning acrobats use, and I'll try to I'll cue up that video here in a minute. But um, I know that you have we have some people from the the Harry Buffalo pile, and then the 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 whole still tipping pile that we're going to give. So I'm going to give away two packages of Throto, one from each basket. That's awesome. So fantastic. Yeah. I appreciate that. So let so free stuff, man. Let it flow. All right. Well, so let I'll let get, you go ahead. Let me get the big basket. This will be for the still tipping T-shirt. And then I made a small box of people that work in the Lakewood area, Cleveland area. So that way they want a gift card for Lakewood Harry Buffalo. They're nearby. They don't have to drive two hours to come have a bison burger. So let me do the uh, let me do the T-shirt or tank top first. It is – I still have, if you can see here, thousands of names. Still in there. You can see it. I don't know. There's so many names. All right. So I'm not looking. Get here. Nothing up the sleeve. Not looking. Not looking. Here we go. This is for a free – Still tipping T-shirt or tank top. And what, what's it called? The, what kind of dough? I'm sorry. Throw dough. Like throw, throw dough. and dough. All right. So throw dough and a free still tipping tank top or T-shirt goes to 
from Vina Volo, the Hopkins Airport, Cleveland Hopkins Airport. Now, this is interesting because the airport restaurants and bars are still closed. So she might not still be working. Erica Buckley. Congratulations, Erica. Okay. Vina Volo, Hopkins Airport. Well, let me clarify. I was going to do one um, for that basket and for the still tipping. So I have no problem giving away four things for Throdo here. So okay. we'll do that, and then we'll do two more drawings and just send them some more crap. Sure. All right, and, then, so and what you can do is you can put their names back in the basket, and they can get some kind of monetary thing. You know, just recycle them, put them back in there, you know. So, yeah, um, um, But, yeah, Throdo, it's just that practice, though. So, I, I you know, it's – is there a way that you reach out to people? Yeah. Um, I mean, when they when they sub submit their their names and stuff, do you have a way to reach out to this person? Yeah, I will said she might not be working there anymore. I will find her. Okay. <laughs> um, Erica Buckley is a good name to have. Usually, if it's like Samantha Marie, it'll be like a ten year process. Um, <laughs> I, can, I can find her pretty easy, and then I'll put you on the messenger so you can get her address to mail her the throat out, and then um, I can mail her the shirt too. So, um, Mike, how much are we doing the gift cards for? So I know what to what to say. Uh, do $25 gift cards. All right, so two $25 gift cards. First one goes to... Ah, I got two stuck. I should just pull them both. Anyway, here we go. <laughs> From the Sloan Pub in Lakewood, Nikki Mason. N-I-C-K-I Mason. M-A-S-O-N. Congratulations, Nikki. I got one more winner to pull. And the winner is no, I got two again. Oh, hold on. Shake him, shake him. Got it. From Lola in Cleveland. And that Lola is one of the restaurants that was damaged in the uh, riot, unfortunately. So they just reopened, I think. Uh Heather Paulus. P-A-U-L-U-S. Congratulations, Heather. So there we go. We have our three winners. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. Um, why don't you go ahead and give me uh two more uh Pull one from the Lakewood area, and okay. one from the the full on still tipping basket, and we'll send out we'll send out three throw packages. And this is I just want to kind of show you. This is actually kind of done with real dough, but this is what uh, you know. This is what we use to train it. So it's it's one of those things that's uh, very near and dear to my heart. The U.S. Pizza Team. Nice. And, uh, yeah. So this is what they use throw dough to <laughs> practice. That's incredible. Is that Jason flipping that dough. <laughs> <laughs> That's Bradley Johnson, uh, formerly of Mellow Mushroom. Um, I cannot remember the name of the place he has. He's working at in Chattanooga right now, Chattanooga, Tennessee. Oh, That's I'm sorry, Brad. That's our U.S. Beats team. This is yeah. It's kind of getting into the the rest of the video of what we do, but uh, it's always going to go back uh, to just spinning and, and stuff like that. So that's what you can do with your throwdo. That's what that's a throwdo right there. So, all right. So, I'm doing two more winners for Throto. Yeah, do one that's pulled uh, directly for for the Lakewood area for the Harry Buffalo crowd, and then one that's pulled from the full on still tipping basket. All right. So, I just got a text message. Uh, somebody, Chris Vitale from Phone Ninjas, wants to donate a fifty dollar gift card to Lakewood Harry Buffalo. So he'll Venmo Matrafki the money for a fifty dollar gift card for another winner. Wow. All right, Chris. Thank you for coming through on that. That's awesome. Buddy. I just saw the comment come across too. He always does this. He is the most giving man. Like, <laughs> he has carried still tipping the finish line so many times. He's unbelievable. 
All right, so here's for uh, one of the throwdowns of the small baskets. April Carrollton from Christie's Cabaret in Cleveland, Ohio. Congratulations, April. All right, and then we'll do one other big basket for that. And this is also for the throwdown. And then we'll go back for the fifty dollar gift card. I gotta write all this stuff down later. All right, I'm open. So yeah, I'm just kind of taking these names here. All right, so the winner is Sombre S O M B R E Della D E L A Cucina C U C I N A. I'll be easy to find her. Uh, Mitchell's Fish Market in Woodmere, Ohio, which is pretty close. So well, Sombre Della Cucina. That's not a person's name. That's uh. Head of the kitchen is what that means. So is that a person? <laughs> That's how they signed up. Okay. All right. You That's tell me Facebook where I have to send this, and I'll send them a couple throw dolls. All right. That's their Facebook name. So yeah. All right. So one more. This is a $50 gift card courtesy of Phone Ninjas to the Lakewood Harry Buffalo. I got to write all this down. We had all these winners. I'm going to have two or three. We're going to have six. This is great. Still tipping style. All right. So this is perfect. <laughs> Uh, phone Ninjas, Chris Vitale, a $50 gift card to the Lakewood Harry Buffalo. And the winner is from the Map Room in downtown Cleveland, Sarah Alu. Uh, Sarah's actually a previous winner, um, but her business got damaged as well. Oh, and no. her place was closed down, uh, reopened, got damaged in the riots, and uh, she was out of work for a long time. So she lives in Lakewood, actually. So congratulations, Sarah. You just won a $50 gift card to Lakewood Harry Buffalo. There you have it. Well, congratulations to all the winners. Um, uh, remind me of the first one that you had, that you pulled out. Uh, I got, we'll have three throw-to packs going out. Got a couple of Harry uh, Buffalo gift cards going out and a yeah. Ninjas gift card as well. So thanks again, Chris Vitale, for jumping in and, and uh, helping out this cause as well. Um, we need to let all these people know that they're very much appreciated. It's very it's very hard on a lot of the um, just just the operators and, and their staff. It's insane. Um, and it, the, the worst part is it's nobody's fault. So, right. You know, it's but it's nice that we can start getting back to a sense of normalcy in certain areas. And that's what I really appreciate about what you're actually doing there, Mike, uh, is that you're, you're trying to do it responsibly. Um, so, yes, so what's the last uh, bit of, uh, advice that you can give anybody during these times. I know I'm talking to Mike real quick. Uh, I know that uh, Ohio's gone through the worst of it. Um, and, uh, you know, you guys have kind of come out of it and kept your heads down, but you're, you're struggling through. So what's the best bit of advice you can give anybody else out there that's going to be coming up against what you went up against? Well, from a customer standpoint, just uh, providing a safe and healthy environment and, um, and a fun environment, you know, it's still, it's still important throughout all this. And then uh, for, for my staff as, as a leader is just to uh, keep morale high, you know, because it's very, you know, the service industry is a very challenging occupation to begin with, let alone adding in all these, you know, other hurdles to it. Um, you know, it can, it can be uh, discouraging from time to time. And, it's important for us as leaders of the company to, to keep them, you know, keep their heads up, make sure that they're, they're making money and, um, and keep morale, morale at a, at a high level. That's great. I like how you, you know, you put it in there as a, a, a customer standpoint and a, an operator standpoint. That's great. 
I think it just shows me that you're thinking on both levels, you know. So, Jason, oh. as a sports fan, I know you want to get back in the arena, man. I know you're trying to get uh, out there. It's not necessarily safe right now, but um, what can you say as an avid sports fan trying to get out there but somebody who's going to be responsible because I know you are? Uh, well, first of all, I want to say hi to Amanda. I just saw she po posted a comment up there. First shots are on her Wednesday. Sounds good. I'm in. Um, second of all, um, I just listened to the press conference before I came on here, the governor of Arkansas, who's a Republican. And he said, if you want football this fall, wear a mask this summer. And we have to. Uh, li listen, uh, if, we if we want sports back, we have to suck it up. We have to wear masks at grocery stores, banks, drugstores, obviously not restaurants when you're eating or bars when you're drinking, but any other public place, just throw a mask on. If you do that, hopefully we can get through this together and hopefully we'll have football in the fall and we can yeah. start going to games again and we can start going out and enjoying ourselves again. You know, life without sports is boring. It's it just, you know, and it's destroying the uh, not just Cleveland's economy, but you know how many cities – uh, that are, you know, based around sports and sports entertainment and concerts. And, you know, like Mike said, the downtown area Buffalo is right beside the Cavs arena. But that's not just the Cavs. It's all the concerts. It's all the comedy shows. It's all the monster truck racing and Disney on ice. That's all been canceled since March 10th. So, yeah. I mean, we're talking millions and millions of dollars just for Cleveland all across the country. So we just have to suck it up. We have to wear masks. And hopefully we can get football back. Well, and I like how, you know, how I guess you said the governor said that is that, uh, you know, if you want that coming back in the fall, we're in a mess now. Yeah, you got to be preventive about it. So right. um, we're all in this together. We don't want our friends to get sick. Um, we all sure. want our freedom back for sure. Not not our freedom, just, you know, freedom to be able to go outside and, and mingle with people. So, uh, and, you know, I think this is a, a, a very good practice, Mike, that you're doing. Um Maybe it's a good social experiment on to how people can actually behave themselves, you know, given the guidelines, but, you know, get together for a, a, a cause that everybody holds dear to their heart, such as, you know, the, uh, the calves downtown Cleveland. So. Absolutely. Um, all right, maybe, all right. maybe that guy you just showed who was tossing that dough around, maybe he can make a vaccine to get rid of COVID-19. That guy's pretty talented. Maybe Brad Johnson, he's a talented gentleman. Yeah, I, I'll get right on that. You know, I've been I've been telegraphing him right now. But no, I, I do appreciate your guys' time. Uh, any kind of positive affirmation. Now we've given your best tip, but uh, you know, we just want to give a shout out to somebody. Uh, Mike, why don't you go first? Uh, anything that you want to let the industry know, or just somebody you want to thank? Uh, as far as the industry goes, just keep on keeping on, everyone. You know, we'll get through this and, uh, you know, you know, the, the saying we're all in this together can't be any more true. Um, you know, and, uh, come, come see me next Wednesday. It sounds like the first shots are on Amanda, but the next shots will be on me. About that. All right. Oh, there except, you go. Except for you Jason. heard it. You heard it here first, first guys. So, all right, Jason, I'm going to give you one last, uh, one last chance just to make everybody feel good about themselves. Uh, I, I moved a little over. I just realized the sun was in my face. It looked like it, I was hot. Actually, I'm good. Um, yeah, look good. Thank you. I just well, I, first of all, I want to thank you, Brian. Thanks for having us on. Um, I want to thank all the people that have been supporting Still Tipping. We have a Still Tipping Facebook page now. 
that has been tremendous. It's putting the service industry all in touch with each other, talking about the challenges of social distancing, talking about some amazing tips they've been getting. Uh, a young lady put on there two days ago, she had a $70 tab and someone tipped her $430, which is incredible. I saw that. Yeah, I yeah. saw that. So it's just a great gathering place. We have contests all the time. You know, we have the worst pickup line. We have the craziest story to happen to you while you're working. Um, it's just a lot of fun. I want to thank everybody that's been on there. You know, I think we have over 800 people on there already, which is insane. And just to thank all the donors that kept still tipping going for uh, since March 21st. I'm hoping we don't have to do it anymore. But if the restaurants and bars start closing in Ohio again, I don't know what we're going to do. So, you know, we might come back with a second round. Hopefully it doesn't come to that. Hopefully uh, we can get through this together. But I just want to thank everybody. You guys, everyone's been great through this whole thing. And, you know, if somebody would have told me on March 21st when we were giving away two gift cards for $300 that it would end up being $25,000 and still doing drawings today on your show, I would have thought they were crazy. So I just yeah. want to thank everybody. It's been, a, it's been a heck of a ride. Well, yeah. And I mean, even people like Chris Vitale, Amanda, Cicerella, yeah. you know, people just um, watching these things, putting up money to say, hey, let's keep it going forward. Uh, it doesn't even, doesn't have to have this background behind it. We can just also, you know, kind of gift people things just because they're awesome, yeah. you know, as far as like service and stuff like that. Right. Sometimes they, they are the unsung heroes. They don't get enough recognition or, you know, adulations and stuff like that. So your show is awesome. I usually just sit in front of my sink and do this. So <laughs> <laughs> you got all the videos and the graphs. And the, <laughs> it's, it's awesome, man. That's what they pay me for. Maybe eventually they'll put an AC unit up there. That's why I'm all glistening here. You know, I need to grow some hair or wear a hat because look, yeah. There you go. Anyway. But Jason, Mike, I do appreciate your guys' time today. I know that we actually put this together last minute. Um, you know, I wish you all the best on the 8th. I'm actually going to be up in the Ohio area, but I am leaving before that happens, so I'm very pissed now. Oh, wow. Well, come so, find us, Brian. Yeah, I, I might uh, ship you a couple gift cards to give away for free drinks for some people. That'd be Maybe, great. I don't know. We'll figure out something like that. But, um, Thanks, yeah, bro. I definitely appreciate you uh, allowing me to be a part of this celebration. Uh, and actually part of this story, I mean, this is kind of a big national story. I, I emailed or texted my brother that, like I said, is a, a LeBron fan. I'm like, you remember that guy who burned the jersey? And that was 10 years ago. He would have been eight years old. He's like, yeah. Like, well, I just interviewed that guy. I'm interviewing him again today. He's like, that's fucking cool. It's crazy but, story. Yeah, it's my it's it's my show. I can I can drop those F-bombs. I, I get one to make a PG-13. But, um, yeah, so it's – I mean, it, it hits heat deep – in all the communities, uh, it's something that you should actually, you know, partner with all, any kind of local sports, uh, local or national sports, because it's only going to help your restaurant. And like you said, even some, something, I don't want to say as minuscule as the star leaving, but something like that can just affect your bottom line. Ridiculously. Oh, it did. Tremendously. So I'm telling you, when LeBron was here, every game was an event. His bar was packed every single night LeBron was here playing. And I remember LeBron was gone one time. I came in for – we forgot the game was even on. And Mike's like, now that LeBron's gone, sometimes people have to remind me to put the game on. Where yeah. before it was an event. Like every game. Yeah. We could be playing Sacramento on a Wednesday night at 10 p.m. And his bar and every bar in town is packed. Then when yeah. LeBron left, it became, you know, oh, it's kind of on. Just throw it on the background. Well, yeah. it's. I mean, sometimes you think proximity is the, the, the biggest reason. But, I mean – it's not even that you can just be in the town, but that's it's where everybody wants to go to be with their friends and watch the game at the same time. So, right, 
you know, let's let's uh, do what we can to to make sure that everybody stays where they're supposed to be. And but also also at this point, as we're reopening, make sure that uh, any kind of gatherings you're having are going to be safe. Uh, follow the local guidelines. Follow just to you know the federal guidelines of social distancing um, and stuff like that. Don't put anybody at risk, uh, yourself, your staff, or your customers. So, Jason, Mike, I do appreciate it, guys. Thank you. Uh, I think, yeah, no, absolutely. I, and, I, and I'm sure I'm going to be talking with you guys a little bit more in the future as well. Uh, I want to say goodbye to everybody. Thank you for all the questions. Uh, thank you for all the, you know, everybody donating for actual, you know, giveaways and stuff like that. That's great. So we'll see you guys next time. Uh, this has been the PMQ Live Update. And until then, you guys stay safe and stay sane.